birthday and happy Juneteenth. We yes, back. We just talking episode 12. Me, Isaiah. I told y'all we would be back. Uh, the last time I think we recorded an episode was like May 8th, Mother's Day or some shit like that. So we are back. Isaiah, man, how are you doing? I'm getting dark as fuck, dude. I got to stay inside, bro. We went out for um, my niece's birthday party and we went to the pool, bro. God damn. I'm getting too dark. It's hot out there. Y'all stay hydrated out in these streets because we don't need to be outside no more. I'm doing good other than that, though. Boy, it's, it's crazy, too, because it's it's mid-June. Like, we're not in the the middle of summer, and it's yeah, already it's 100 pieces. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. But, I mean, I expected it whenever we got all that damn rain. But uh, sports-wise, man, are you ready? To dive into some shit, I know there was a there was a UFC fight night last night in Austin. I didn't watch it, uh, but I did see that they broke the like the attendance record. I seen that yeah. they uh, it was a sellout and the highest grossing fight night of all time. I also seen that there was like eight KO TKO finishes. That's all good. Uh, yeah. But did you watch UFC two seventy five? I wasn't able to because I was out of town. So I was, that, yeah, I was at my uncle's house celebrating my grandma's 81st birthday. So I wasn't able to watch it, but I saw the winner's list. And I kind of expected uh, Yuri Prohoshka to beat Glover just because the youth aspect. And he's so unorthodox and he has so much power, but I I was thoroughly disappointed that I wasn't able to watch it. I almost thought about texting you and being like, man, could bro, could you send me the link or something? Cause but we were we were hanging out till eleven o'clock at night. I wasn't even paying attention to it. I was around the fam the whole time. So hey. I'm thoroughly disappointed. I'm No, <laughs> do not be disappointed in that, bro. So I tell you right now, Glover and Jerry or in Yuri, that was probably a candidate for fight of the year so far. And then uh, there were some solid fights. It was a it was a good pay per view. Uh, base, I think it was just basing it on the like nobody expected shit from this card, but it ended up being a good card. Yeah. You didn't really miss much. Valentina yeah. got lucky. Uh, Zhang knocked out Joanna with the spinning back yeah. elbow forearm fist whatever it was something and, like that i see yeah. that yeah yeah the yuri well the yuri i feel like was dope yeah i feel like the top three top four probably all you needed to see from the entire card and that when i saw that it was a split for shevchenko i was like oh damn what what really went down because you know Bruh. she's been dominant as of late and she uh, okay so she like you said she's been so dominant uh, Santos was the first wrestler that she's fought. Like someone, I ain't gonna say the first wrestler because Jessica Andrade was is a wrestler, but uh-huh. Santos was the first one who was just as strong and couldn't just get manhandled by her. Valentina oh. showed a lot of flaws in her game. Where if she if she can't get you with one of those judo throws or anything like that, she's very vulnerable. Uh, she looked mm. very timid. She didn't look like like she didn't have as much of a like advantage as she yeah. has against everyone else so it was dope okay. i'm sure they're i'm hoping anyways i ain't gonna say i'm sure i'm hoping they run that back because it was 
a good back and forth chess match. A lot of okay. people said that that it was a robbery. It, I, I, me personally, I didn't think it was a robbery. If they would have gave it to Santos, I would have understood. But mm-hmm. and it, it was she was trying to TJ Dillashaw her. Uh, what what TJ did to Corey Sanhagen? Oh, where okay. yeah, she was just like shooting for takedowns, getting her down, and then she would just kind of hold her there. Mm-hmm. But off of her back. Uh, Valentina was throwing elbows, trying to throw submissions and stuff. And in the fourth and fifth round, Valentina pretty much dominated her on the feet and on the ground. So, okay, it was, so she recovered. It sounds yeah. like in the early goings, like she kind of had to adapt to yes what Santos was doing to her. Okay, yeah, I mean, yeah, Santos did take her back. Yeah, yeah, Santos did take her back in the first and second, but she would take her back and then just sit there. Oh, so yeah. it's about what you do in those moments, not how you're really wrestling. Yeah, facts, facts. Well, let's fuck it then. Two seventy five is in the past, bro. Let's talk about the future. And this is so far the most excited I've been for a card, probably since last year when they brought fans back, uh, back down in Florida. Whenever you had the Usman fight, the Zhang and Thug Rose fight, and then mm-hmm. Gaethje and Chandler, and then I believe Sean O'Malley fought on that card as well. So, yep, this is probably the most hype I've been for a card since then. And this entire the, – the card itself has a lot of good fighters on there. Like you have in the, the prelims, you have Jim Miller and Bobby Green. That's going to be a solid fight. Uriah mm-hmm. Hall is fighting. And mm-hmm. Gary or Connor Jr. is fighting. Jessica mm-hmm. I, Robbie Lawler. And then you get to the pay-per-view, and it opens up with Pedro Munoz, Sean O'Malley, Misha Tate, Lauren Murphy, Sean Strickland, Alex Pereira. Max Holloway, Alex Volkanovsky, and then finish with Israel Adesanya and Jared Cannonier. Bro, Black I'm Black hyped. Bro, yeah, I'm so <laughs> fucking hyped that where you want to start, man? What, what's your prediction uh, for this card as a whole? Uh, as a whole, I mean, where is it? Where is it taking place at? I forgot. Um, it's in Vegas. It's uh, International it's Fight in Week. Vegas? Yep. Okay. So in Vegas, I. I think Izzy is to that point in his career where he doesn't really have to prove a whole lot. So the only thing that he's going to do in a sense is he's just going to play to his strengths. You know, you Jared's a solid fighter, but I think Izzy's just, he's going to outwit him. Um, Volkanovsky and Holloway, man, Volkanovsky has been looking sharp on the feet. And he's stronger than Max. I think Max is gonna have to realize that he's probably gonna try to take him to the ground at some point. They're not. I don't think they're gonna stand and exchange the whole time because Volkanovski knows that. Like against the Korean Zombie, like he knew his hands were better, so he just whooped. He just beat his ass. Like it, that was, that was that was ten. That was a ten eight every single round until they called it. Um, Sean Strickland is looking nice, bro. I think he's going to dominate Alex Perea. Uh, I think Misha Tate's past her prime. I think Lauren Murphy's going to handle it. Um, and if Sean wins this fight, bro, and uh, Dominic Cruz uh, loses to Cheeto, they got to run it back. That's just my opinion. Um, what else? Who is Robbie Lawler? That's going to yeah. be because Bryce Barberena is he's gonna pretty beat good. the shit out of Robbie Lawler. <laughs> <laughs> Ian Gary, if this kid keeps, you know, asserting himself the way that he is, man, he's he's going to he's going to climb up pretty quick. What the hell is going on with Uriah Hall? You're the 
fourth fight on the prelims now. Like, <laughs> so is Bobby Green. You know, Bobby Green was like the the marathon man, and now he's fallen off. But him fighting Jim Miller is going to be good. I think it's top to bottom, man. It's I think they're going to bring the energy because it is a stack card, so they're going to try to like get that exposure. I think everybody is kind of like what happened last night. I think everybody's just going to come out swinging because it is going to be a packed card. So I I I like my boy Izzy in any fight. So I'm just going to Izzy's getting the dub. I said everybody else, but what do you think? Uh, Izzy, I think is going to pick like, and this is me, and I I am wrong quite a bit, but I I went back and rewatched Jared Cannonier and Derek Brunson, and uh-huh. Cannonier just wants to box and come forward and izzy yeah. is not that guy that you want to do that with like no he, he's, his counter strikes are yeah calculated and very very sharp very i, uh, I honestly i don't think cannonier can stand with him it was evident in the uh the whitaker fight whitaker did yeah. take cannonier down but at the same time whitaker also had advantages on the feet uh but i i'm i'm a huge izzy fan uh izzy fan as well if he, I mean, it, it could be something. Am I saying there's zero chances that Cannoneer could win? No, I'm not saying that. I would never go yeah. on on a limb and say that. But uh, the Max and, and Volk fight, yeah. Look, in my opinion, and look. this is this is very biased <laughs> because Max is my favorite fighter in the UFC. To me, they're one and one. The first fight, Volk won. The second fight, yeah. I don't give a damn. Max won. Uh, you, they gave Volk the fight because of his fifth round uh, yeah. takedown, and I'm just kind of like, man, get the fuck out of here. Volk has looked good since uh, he fought Max, but it was like I said, I was saying it last week and what I've been telling KG and them, he's only fought twice since he fought Max. He yeah, beat Brian Korean Ortega and, and, and Ortega. yeah, Korean zo- zombie. And Brian Ortega has only fought one time since he beat, or, or since Max beat the, uh, like, the shit out of him three or four years ago. And then yeah. Korean zombie, honestly, it, in, in my, in my like honest opinion, Instead of like when Max pulled from injury, instead of Volk fighting him, who I knew from the beginning what was going to happen, because like Korean Zombie is a good fighter and he's a, a he's the Cowboy Cerrone of the featherweight division. But true, throw Yair Rodriguez in there. Uh, yeah, they could. They and could because that. Yair, fuck, I mean Yair and Max had a war, and it's just like if Max is the only one who can compete. With uh, Volk, then throw in Yair Rodriguez, but yeah, I mean, it is point, what it yeah. is. But I mean, I feel like Volk with if he if he is dominant against Max, man, you gotta you gotta put him up there with the dominant champions. You I can't. At this point. I can't. He's only defended his title twice. Mm. I mean, if, but if he gets if he gets the third, and it's the fashion of which he's defended him, like the if, those fights aren't even close. I think the, that's why. The Ortega fight wasn't Ortega had a really good moment and stuff. Yeah. The Korean zombie one, it's fine, but again, I can't put him in the echelon of the greats, especially even in the featherweight division, because I watched Jose Aldo defend his belt like seventeen times. So <laughs> yeah. it's like, man, I, I if he if he goes on a run, that's cool. Like, do I think he's a great fighter? Yeah, I think he's a great fighter, but I just can't. Oh. I can't. He if he dominates Max from start to finish, or he finishes Max early. Like I'll mm-hmm. give him a pat on the back, but he's just gonna jump to lightweight, which is fine because I mean, 
No, not even, really, no, because like he hasn't fought Yair Rodriguez. He hasn't fought Thug Nasty. There's some dudes that he can fight in the featherweight division, but instead yeah. he fought Ortega and Korean Zombie. What so was, like, what was Ortega ranked whenever they fought? Was he top five? He I think he was. Yeah, it was three or four. And mm-hmm. Korean Zombie was either five or six. Yeah. So I think I, it's Volk, Max, Yair, mm-hmm. maybe Ortega, uh, Calvin Cater. Yeah, Korean which, Zombie. Yeah, which he Josh lost Emmett, last night. Yeah, Josh Emmett. Josh Emmett was eight last night. Yeah, he'll probably go to seven. No, nah, he'll probably go higher than that. He'll probably go five. top five now. Yeah. Well, and I think what made it worse too is like, bro, Calvin Cater's been getting his motherfucking ass whooped. <laughs> I don't know if you knew, like, whenever he fought Max, that was that was a baptism. And then last night you watched him fight Josh Emmett. It's like. All he could do is box. Like, he doesn't – and all he has is the throw-out left jab. And I was – I got up to the second round before we started this. No, the third round. And basically, Josh Emmett's quarter was like, all he has is his jab. And he has a high guard work his body. And he started working the shit out of Calvin Cater's body. Third, fourth, and I think the fifth. I looked – like, if you look at, you know, the – the picture of the fighter and like where their damage is at. Calvin Cater is like all red, all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> he threw three leg kicks. Calvin Cater threw three leg kicks the entire fight, bro. Like, where? When are you gonna start realizing that you got to get more well rounded and stop wanting to only box people? I just, it's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. It. <clears throat> Fuck that division, honestly. But to be to be honest, I think I, I think if this ha- when this fight happens, regardless of what happens, I think if Max wins, Max will probably defend the title again against Yair. Uh, he yeah. may hell he may even run it back with Alex again for the fourth time. Who knows? Uh, yeah. But if if uh, Volk wins, even if it's close, I think they both jump up to lightweight division because there's yeah, they, they're they, tired of it. Yeah. yeah well, it's it's. For for Max, he's usually walks around like one eighty five. So the weight cut is probably getting to him. He just turned thirty, so I know his weight cut is like, man, I'm tired of this shit. Yeah. Volk has already, I mean, he he beat people getting to Max, and then now it's just kind of like, man, I would much rather go up and fight. Uh, I would I would much rather go fight some other people, right? Yeah. And then um, yeah, I mean, that, essentially that's about it. But after uh. that. Sean Strickland versus Alex Pereira. I, I honestly believe they're trying to groom Alex Sean. to. Oh, you no, know, I think they're trying to groom him to beat Izzy or to oh, fight yeah. Izzy because he has those two knockouts of Izzy. So for Izzy haters, uh, I ain't gonna say no names. Nah, I'm just fucking with yeah. you, but I know people that <laughs> fucking hate Izzy that'll bring that shit up and just be like, yeah. yo, did you, yeah, he got his ass beat, Izzy got knocked out, and blah blah blah, and then he lost a decision, uh, blah blah. So that's that's fight would sell so i think they're yeah. they're finally giving him somebody that's a dog and it's one to where if he beats sean strickland then what else like i mean yeah you could throw Pereira against robert whitaker but at that i think robert would beat beat him but yeah. i i don't think they're they they're gonna do that no i don't think so either and and honestly though sean strickland his come up mm. everybody that's a big name that he's been trying to fight backs out yeah Luke Rockhold backed out of the fight due to injury, and Luke Rockhold was like, I'm going to beat his ass. He was on uh, DC and Ryan talking shit. I'm going to beat his ass. I can't wait. 
you know, from uh, such and such date. And then he pulls out. So Sean Strickland's had to change fight, like who he's fighting two or three times already. Can't get nobody yeah. to fight him. And he is sharp, bro. I, his yes. hands, he's sharp. He I only has he three out, L's. Yeah. I think and one of them is Izzy. <laughs> yeah. Like, and that was, when was that? That was before long. Izzy was the title. Yeah. That yeah. was when Izzy first came into. So, ooh, wait, hold on, hold on. Sean Strickland, I haven't pulled up, so never mind. I thought he had fought Izzy. I am wrong. He fought Kamara Usman. Oh. Yeah, so he was fighting at welterweight. He fought Kamara back in 2017 and Mm. lost via decision. Uh, Mm. Shocking because Kamara back then was very boring. But he, let's see, he went to middleweight in 2020. Uh, He has, what, one, two, three, four, five in a row. And that includes Brendan Allen, Uriah Hall, Jacker Manson. So he's got some good names on his his uh, his belt. So I yeah. I'm with you. He's sharp, but I I honestly think that this fight is a number. I said it last week. This fight is a number one contender fight. Whoever wins this fight yeah. is going to probably more than likely get the next shot. Uh, and it's fresh blood for Izzy, which is what he's been asking for, which is why he wanted to fight Jared Cannonier. Um, yep. Yeah. And. and this is a off topic, but in my opinion, the closest fighter that's fighting in the UFC right now that is close to being a GOAT at their division is Izzy. And the mm-hmm. only reason I say that is because Izzy does not want to fight the same people over and over unless yep. you deserve it, like Robert Whitaker did, where he went on a three, four fight streak. Izzy yep. is not trying to sell fights and fight people to make money like a masvidal or anything like that or talk shit to conor mcgregor and he's just trying to fight homie's already been talking about possibly going up and fighting lightweight or light heavyweight again and yeah but which sucks because his one light heavyweight fight yan just laid on him because yan was entering the ring at about 235 and izzy's probably like 205 yeah for real exactly he had to make 205 and Jan pretty much was like, all right, I'm just going to cut this way, and then I'm going to eat like – I'm going to gain all that weight back. He walked into the ring uh, easy, easy outweighing Izzy by about 20, 30 pounds and just laid on him the last two rounds. Yeah. So if he finally goes up and fights somebody that's like not scared, but I, I feel like Jan was scared. I feel like Jan was scared in the sense of, man, if he catches me one good time, I'm fucked. So I'm just going to lay on him the last two rounds. I just think I just think he didn't want to lose. I don't think he was necessarily yeah. scared. They were both very tentative. There was a lot of leg kicks and stuff. I just think Jan was like, "Man, if I if I lose this fight and this dude didn't even like train or gain weight the right way to come up, mm-hmm. the light heavyweight division is pretty much in shambles." Which I think it was up until Yuri just won it, but um yeah, yeah. I I'd like to see I like to see uh, Izzy if he does go up, do what Anderson did and start maybe mm-hmm. ten to fifteen range in light heavyweight, fight yeah. one of those dudes and then move up. So maybe like an Anthony Smith or somebody like that, and yeah. then fight maybe a I don't know who else, uh, and then just yeah just keep moving up. Maybe a couple fights if he's gonna fight three four times a year, one of those fights could be light heavyweight uh, while he waits for these people in middleweight to fight it out do and some. see who deserves yeah. yeah See who deserves to fight him, which I'm I'm glad that there are more incoming like Sean Strickland, Alex Pereira, uh, mm-hmm. and there's some other guys that are that are 
starting to rise Make up in push. middle way. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm cool with that. No no reason to talk about uh what's her name? Misha Tate. Like that's Bay. Don't get it twisted. That's Bay. But <laughs> I don't care. And I'm with you. If if Sean if Sean well so this is what I said last week. If Sean O'Malley beats Pedro Munoz, which this is gonna be his toughest opponent so far, if he beats him, I honestly say throw him Peter Yan or throw him Corey Sanhagen. Ooh. Because to, to be completely honest, they're already saying if Cheeto Vera dominates Dominic Cruz, he's probably gonna fight for a title because he's already I mean, he beat Frankie, he just beat Rob Font, and yeah. then he would be beating Dominic Cruz. So that's three really good uh, wins in a row. Uh, where Sean's would be Pedro Munoz. So I'd say if he beats Pedro Munoz, Jordan Yan isn't going to be doing nothing anytime soon. Um, Corey Sanhagen, I think he's fighting somebody who I've never heard of on a fight night coming up soon. And I know Corey Sanhagen wants to fight him. And I said that, to be honest, that fight, uh, if he fought Corey Sanhagen, that fight's going to tell you how – legit is sean o'malley striking is his striking just that he's a he's a good striker but he's fighting like below average talent compared to uh the u.s like the topper ranked fighters or is he for real and Corey sanhagen or peter young are gonna they're gonna make you know if he's for real or not exactly is he what is he like is he 14 or is he 12 where is he sitting at who uh man sean o'malley I don't know. I haven't looked at the. Uh, I'll pull him up right now. Because I haven't. I know that he he had to crack the top fifteen. Yeah, after. he did. I just knew it was still like, kinda in that range. He wasn't top ten yet. So he is thirteen right now. 13. Um, okay. Uh, Pedro Munoz is ten. So there's there's a lot of. Oh wait, maybe maybe Corey Sanhagen's fighting Marab Valashi or whatever uh, number six so yeah, yeah that's, a good, that's uh, a good dude it's it's wild too because you do like so ahead of sean o'malley you have ricky simon frankie edgar i would not he doesn't need to fight either of them uh no. if dominic cruz wins he could fight a dom cruz that would be an yeah. interesting fight uh old school versus new school rob font yeah. to me is he's just getting beat up yeah like point. bad yeah uh homeboy Cheeto Vera, Sandhagen, Jose Aldo, which I would much, I, I would honestly, uh, I wish that, well, Aljo hasn't signed to fight him. He said he wants more money. I honestly hope that they do Dillashaw versus Aldo first. Yeah. I, that, that I would, would like be, that. Yeah. that would be a barn burner. And I also think Aldo would beat the fuck out of TJ Dillashaw. So who doesn't want to see that? Yeah, I told you, I'd fuck him. I think he's had like a revamp. Yes. Aldo. Yes. Like, hard, bro. I was not expecting him to come out and do what he did in his last couple fights. Yeah. His it's it's cra- he's older. I just want him to if he could get a a gas tank on him, he would be better cuz he's been yep. fighting a lot of five round fights lately because it goes to decision uh, and he's usually the main event of like a fight night. And if he would have an actual gas tank, if he would have had a gas tank against Rob Font, he probably would have killed him. Yeah. Uh, honestly, <laughs> he would just he would drop him and then get on top of him, pound, pound, pause. But he would he would get on top of him, <laughs> hammer fist, and then he would be like, like he would gas himself out and then just kind of hold top position. But yeah, that there's some there's some nice fights that that could go on uh, after this. I, like I said, I am hyped for this. I don't really care about Robbie Lawler. Uh, Aaron, Aaron Gary has hype, but his last outing was a very close win. So yeah, who knows about was. that? 
uh, Bobby Green, Jim Miller. That fight is going to be – that will probably be the they're fight throwing, to get everybody hyped. Yeah. yeah, that's a throw caution to the wind type yeah, of fight. Yeah, and then Ian Gary may do the same thing. What I'm hoping doesn't happen is the the last couple of fights. Like you'll have Robbie Lawler, who's the second-to-last prelim, and then Brad Riddell and Jalen Turner. Those two are going to set the bar pretty high, uh, hopefully. And then after that, you have Pedro Munoz and Sean O'Malley, which is also going to set this uh, the table high. I think Lauren Murphy is going to blow through Misha Tate. Uh, Sean Strickland and Alex Pereira could go one of two ways. It could be just Sean just mows through him, or maybe Alex yeah. comes out and possibly catches him early. Uh, I think that's his way to win. Uh, Volk and Max, I think this is going to be a – Five round. I think it's going to be another five round fight where they're yeah. both so technical, so smart and stuff. I I agree. Volk is going to uh, lean on his wrestling. Uh, a lot of blood. He did that the first two fights. He was only able, I think, to get Max down once in both fights. But yep. he's going to definitely do that. And then I think Izzy at absolute obliterates. To be honest, anybody listening, man, we need to get some people together and go watch this shit somewhere. Maybe somebody's house. Maybe go to like a Buffalo or some shit like that and just for real. Get get some people together because this fight is is gonna be dope. So it's uh, gonna be great. It's gonna yeah. be a great card, man. Uh, last thing on on fights, did you see that uh, DC got or that guy like got into it with DC last night? I didn't. Do you, uh, what did that happen? It was so it happened. I think it was on a commercial break or something. Oh. Uh, and uh, I just had it pulled up. I don't remember a dude's name, and I yeah, I just lost the story on my timeline, but. The dude, I seen the video last night, and dude was like, "Yeah, you got the wrong pony, mother." Like, just talking shit to DC, and DC was just like, "Yo, like, you didn't beat me, you didn't fight me. Like, you need to be respectful and shit." And mm-hmm. was like being real, real professional about it. And then mm-hmm. he was like, "You need to chill out." And then the dude was kind of like, "All right, my bad, I'm sorry." Uh, like Herb, Herb Dean had to get in between them. And then I just started thinking, like, people think it's fucking sweet, like these. These people that come into the UFC and they're fighting, like, have one or two fights and shit, they think yeah. it's sweet with DC. And, like, even a, a lot of not. people. Yeah. Well, like, and this isn't even me hating, like, Sean O'Malley, but, like, Sean O'Malley's been talking shit about DC. And I'm like, y'all realize, like, DC will he fuck y'all you up. By, yeah, he outweighs <laughs> you by 100 pounds. To and he's, start. he's an Olympic caliber wrestler. And the only two people to just beat, to beat DC is John, John Jones, Jones and Stipe Miocic. And that's yeah. a the light heavyweight goat, and people say the heavyweight goat and Stipe. Mine is actually Kane, but whatever. Yeah. It's just like, bro, like, DC will Those are the only up. people that have bested him. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's – it's crazy that people do that. But uh, real quick, let's go. Uh, what's your thoughts on this Deshaun Watson thing, bro? Uh, I think it's people grasping – Grasping at straws, bro. I everything was cool. Everything was good. Like we we were talking about it on Friday. Regardless, um, I think the Browns are cool if he don't play this year. If he gets suspended for the whole year, because they only owe him a million. So as far as like cap reasons, like fucking, I mean, it's cool with him. But I at, at this point, I don't know if there's any truth to it. I don't know where it's coming from. I don't know if this is like a conspiracy, but it got a what's set up to 26 now. 26 uh, that have came forward. However, there's been reports after investigation that it's as many as 66. Oh, Jesus Christ. And it's all from the same place, isn't it? 
Uh, no. Or multiple, it, so, like three or four places? So, so essentially what was happening is he had a couple of girls that he had signed NDAs, non-disclosure agreements and stuff, and uh-huh. they he, he flew people in from other places, and they were using places that the Texans organization was paying for. Uh, and then the Texans, after a little bit when Deshaun could not get a masseuse, they were reaching out to these women to get them to do stuff like or get them to give him massages uh and whatnot is what they were saying so uh okay it's so basically it's i think it's a fucking conspiracy because they were a part of it that organization was a part of it correct so so it's it's them basically saying hey we need you to say all this shit about him to discredit him because if he doesn't want to play for us anymore then we're going to do everything in our power to fuck his career up. I, I I highly doubt that though, because why? He's already traded. Now, but remember, this started while he was still part of the team. It did, but sixty six women. That's regardless. That's a lot. And then not only that, he has non disclosure agreements signed with these women. So for you to sign a non disclosure disclosure agreement, one of two things: either you're injured and like you don't want them to go out and start telling people like, Hey, I'm injured, which didn't affect him at that point anyways, or because he was already holding out to get like contracts and stuff, or you were doing something you shouldn't have. And you asked them to sign some, some agreements. And as far as like a legal, he's not going to get legal. uh, He's nothing legally is going to happen to him, but as many women that continue to come out, uh, and whatnot. It's hard to prove it again because nothing actually happened. I don't mm-hmm. think he forced himself on the women or like grabbed no. them and stuff. He was he was making it awkward and asking them to like like suck my dick and stuff. Uh, and yeah. that's what they're coming out and saying like, "Yo, like this is harassment type shit." It's not like he was beating our ass or he was raping us or stuff. It's more like a harassment charge. But when uh-huh. you start having like 24, 20, 24 to 66, that's when it's like, whoa. Yeah, it's like the Bill Cosby thing. Like whenever Cosby uh, and really big think... Bill Cosby and R. Kelly, whenever it first happened, that's, people were like, mm, I don't believe none of that shit, bro. Like that's yeah. they're, they're just trying to ruin his. And then it was like one hundred and sixty five people came out and then it was just like. Well, <sighs> but you also got to think him and his career to sit there and like have to keep that up i i just think that there's some truth to it but i don't think that many people know i that's just i know he's famous but come on that many people bro that I mean he's a millionaire on. how many how many masseuses do you think get to massage somebody for a millionaire or for a million or a billion dollar organization and if like from what it said what it's saying in the investigation is is a couple of them girls, like they would do it once and then they would go back because they were being paid heftily. They were like, it was a make or break situation for them. Now, not saying that they couldn't be all coming together to try to ruin his career, but yeah. at the same time, that's some shit that you see with like two or three girls where they come out and they're trying to ruin people's career and yeah. say stuff like allegation. Once you start getting to the 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s, that's whenever it's like, look, there's. Because even if the if the Houston if the Texans organization was paying these women off to ruin his career, and then it came out that they were doing that, not only would the Texans 
be pretty much given the death penalty, those women would more than likely go to prison for lying on oath. So yeah. it's it's a situation where it's like, mm. well, yeah, I mean, there, but there's been people that have lied under oath before and things. Do do I do believe that there's some truth to it, but do I think that it's to the grandest of scale of what they're making it? No. Well, the thing the thing is, is no, I don't think anyone's making it as bad. They're just asking. They're what what the women are doing is pretty much saying like, this is the picture. This is the picture that everyone has of Deshaun. He's a quiet, humble guy who's a champion. Blah blah blah. He just signed a huge deal. Blah blah blah. Even though all this was already going on. Mm-hmm. All they're saying is, is awesome. That's how you guys think about it. This is what we had to deal with. Do with it as you will. He's he's not going to face any legal issues. He's not going to be in there with R. Kelly or Bill Cosby. He's mm-hmm. not going to get anything. The most that he's probably going to get from the NFL is a ban for a, a year. If that, he may appeal it and get it dropped to like 12 games or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. The Browns already had, had it probably scouted out that some shit like this was going to happen. But... Yeah. Either way, him him doing anything like that is like I ain't gonna mention names, but that shit that people in Lincoln County would do, where they would mm-hmm. just be like, "Oh, I'm the star of the football team." Like, come on, girl, you need to touch on me. And it like if, yeah. if that's brought to light, it's like, so mm-hmm. that dude is a piece of shit. Yeah. So it's like that. That's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't think it's like to the like I don't think anybody's saying he forced himself on them. He drugged them or anything like that or he was like keeping minors in his house they're just saying like he was asking us to stick a finger in my booty or in his booty uh he was asking us to touch on his dick uh he told us that he didn't want want to wear clothes he didn't want to wear a towel and anything like that and as we would go on he would continue to say go down uh, go down lower 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 right there no no put your hand back right there and it's like "Mm, that's pretty slimy yeah, kind of like on that was who was who did who did that happen to Bauer? Was that Trevor Bauer? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. his you seen what ba- baseball was like? Nah, get the get fuck the out of here. Uh, they suspended for what, like two years? Two years. Mm, yeah. And his his was uh, I can't I don't remember, but it wasn't fucking twenty five to sixty six women. One, it was, yeah, it was one, yeah. But I I think I think there's like so. Again, with all of these allegations, which I want to remind listeners, regardless of how you feel about it, these are just allegations right now. Nothing has been proven, but this is not if had he have came out and beat the shit out of these women, like once they said no, yeah, they'd have tossed his motherfucking ass. He would be sitting next to uh, to, I don't know, a bunch of women beaters, uh, athletes and shit and doing Twitter and TikTok videos trying to keep clout. Yeah. So he'd be like Greg Hardy. He'd be fighting in the oh, UFC God. and then getting kicked out. <laughs> He's he uh, speaking of Greg Hardy. He just went to bare knuckle uh, fighting. Oh, so I hope uh, he continues getting his shit beat the fuck in. But nope. keep yeah. getting rocked. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, the finals. Did you watch any of the NBA finals? I watched one, two, and five. I didn't catch six. I didn't catch four. So, but. Man, Golden State, I think it's about to start up again. <laughs> Man, if they if they can extend Andrew Wiggins, which he said he wants to stay there, if they extend him, yeah. boy howdy. It's because they're getting a story back. for him. Yeah, it will yes. be a good story for him. Yes. You know? Like 
He's averaged, what, 22 a game for his career, and it's completely underlooked because he was in Minnesota. Yeah, he goes to Golden State. He's kind of trying to figure out his role, you know, was probably had the most hype around him. He was probably up there with, like, the LeBron hype, getting drafted. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then he gets traded on draft day for Kevin Love. So his career is already off to, like, a rocky start, in my opinion. And then, you know, he – Tries to ball out in Minnesota for the most part. Has a couple 50-point games. He was the Thunder killer. The Thunder couldn't stop him just like they couldn't stop Kevin Love. He was waxing the Thunder every time he played him. <laughs> and then, you know, going to Golden State, I, it's a perfect role for him. He's got to average 18. And that you got to think, Clay did not have a good finals. No. No. His was very mid, if yeah. that. Draymond, I don't think Draymond scored over ten points. Maybe in the closeout once. game. Yeah, in the closeout game was the only time. So it was Steph, Andrew. It was. I mean, it took an army. Jordan Poole only had like one good game. Uh, who is it? Like you said, Wiseman's gonna be coming back, but it's man, it's just a good team, bro. You just can't argue with this. It. Just a good team. The, cra- the crazy thing about it, too, and obviously it's hard for me as a Lakers fan because the Warriors build their team like I wish the Lakers would build their team off of a core group and youth, and instead of just blowing it up to try new shit, they just build around whatever it is. And yeah. there's no excuse because we literally watched the Warriors go from winning back, back-to-back to Katie tearing his Achilles to mm-hmm. Clay tearing his ACL to then coming back and tearing his Achilles mm-hmm. uh, being out two straight years, two and a half years, and then coming back. And then as soon as he comes back and then Steph has an actual full healthy season mm-hmm. and boom, they win it again. And this, yep. a lot of people were saying like, this to me is the most important title for them because the first title was, Oh, well the Cavs were hurt. The second yeah. one they lost. The third one was, Oh, you got KD. The fourth yeah. or the the fourth trip, you have KD. Then they got beat by the Raptors, and it was just oh, Steph and Clay and Draymond's legacy will always be that they beat a hurt Cavs team, and they had to go recruit Kevin Durant. And mm-hmm. now it's a look, bro. We did it without you. So pretty much what yeah. Draymond said to KD held true. Like yeah. we was winning without you. We don't need you here. Well, yeah. now KD's not getting out the first round. Yeah, getting what gentlemen swept. Yep. Uh, no, he got swept. Yeah, getting yeah. swept, and they won the finals. Yep. It's ah, crazy. And they got swept by Boston, didn't they? Nah, they got swept by the Bucks. I'm pretty sure. Was it the – yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm pretty – I can look back, shit. No, they uh, got swept by Boston, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because uh, cause everybody was hyping the whole, like, Kyrie coming back uh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got swept by Boston. So, Tough I shit. mean, it's a high, man, to me. That's, I mean, uh, that's what happens. Yeah, and that's what happens. Like, because he, he was talking reckless. KD oh. was. He was always, like, talking reckless, like, uh, on Twitter and, like, taking shots and, like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, bro, like, I get it. I ain't a KD hater by any means, yeah. but, like, obviously, we've seen with you, they 
they won and you made it 10 times easier but at the same time yeah. like they still could do it without you we yeah. like watched them and they did 100 yeah. percent, man yeah and it, i think that's what's sad is like this game will surpass you and it truly shows what it takes to win an nba finals right yeah, you can be a great player, but you need to be able to move the ball. You need to be able to have a great team around you, no matter how big the name is. Like you got to think, KD had yes, LA's past his prime. Yes, Blake's past his prime, but they're still good players. Kyrie is, you know, if 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 he ever figures out what the fuck he's gonna do, <laughs> he's he's one of the, you know one of the most electric players in the NBA, and he's been that way damn near since he got in the league. Um, And then you start your Ben Simmons experience, which they traded for him and his back was hurting. And then his back was hurting again on a game that they probably could have used him on. It probably would have extended the series. Yeah. Oh no, I have more tightness. We're down three. Oh, nah, I'm I'm good. Yeah. Facts. So he's doing the same shit. Yeah. Yeah, he it's motherfuckers just don't want to play. They just want to get paid and they're going to continue to get paid. It's it's almost crazy too in the sense that the fucking finals is already over with and mm-hmm. everyone is already like whole fan bases has already came out and said we're going to win it next year. I honestly think the especially the Western Conference, bro, it's I a think toss up every yeah, year. Yes. Yes. It, and it's going going to continue to be that. Like you said, windows pass by. As a Lakers fan, I've literally watched our team in a short amount of fucking time go from right at 500 to winning the bubble title to Anthony Davis staying hurt and getting us beat out of the first round to then not even going to the fucking playing game. Yeah. And it happened like that. And it's it like we pretty much redone everything, but it's hard for me to just sit back and look because I'm like, bro. Even if we come out this year and make some noise, we yeah. are at the end of LeBron's career. So yeah. what do we do after this? Yeah, and that's but that's the LeBron effect. Yes. And he, anywhere he goes, he tries to make runs, and he tries to make runs with certain people that he feels it's namesake. And then after that, after that happens, he basically blows up a team and he leaves. Yeah. That's and, what he did with Cleveland the first time. Yep. That's what he did with Miami. That's what he did with Cleveland the second. The only thing that helped Miami out is they still had D Wade and Bosch, and they still had a really good coach. They had some pieces. They weren't going to go to the finals after he left, but they proved that they could make it back because they made it back in the bubble, and then they were a couple of games away from making it again. They were a shot away. Yeah, honestly, a shot away from making the finals again. Yeah, Jimmy Butler hits that three there in the finals. Yeah. So think of it that way. So really, that's the only franchise that has still been able to recover after LeBron left. The Lakers, bro, Dwight said he's not coming back unless he's starting, which you're you're in your 19th year of the league because you got drafted in 04. Like, no, 18th year of the league. Like, what are you going to do? Like, you don't deserve to start. You're not dominant. You haven't been dominant in eight years. Your first run at the Lakers was pretty much whenever your dominance ended as a player. That's why he's been on six other franchises since he's been with the Lakers. 
Yeah. Uh, it, I, I wouldn't mind him starting. The only reason is just because of his veteran leadership and his de- defense. There, regardless of who's on the court with the Lakers, three people are, are touching the ball on offense, and that's all that they're yeah. going to do. That's, that's the biggest reason to me that we haven't been – for one, front office situation. Like, this shit hasn't really – Ever since Dr. Buss died, we've been in shambles. It's been mm-hmm. very noticeable, especially the last 10 years. Uh, like, really, I, ever since Co- when Kobe tore his Achilles, that was like the Lakers organization tearing the Achilles, mm-hmm. uh, to be honest. But after that, we just reach for names. We're, mm-hmm. we're not looking at looking at it from, like, all right, look at it from this standpoint. The Celtics, you look at a team like that, and it's like, okay, we have two young pieces and then we also have a bunch of role players around them that can mm-hmm. do everything, right? Mm-hmm. Golden State, we're going to build around Steph, Clay, and Draymond. Those three fit together. Clay is cool taking a back seat. Draymond is cool just being a d- def- defender, rebounder, and the little passing things, the ball. Yeah. yeah. When you look at the Lakers organization, even when we won it in the bubble, o- offensively, it was a two man show. It was AD and LeBron. And mm-hmm. everybody else, everybody mm-hmm. else defended. That was everybody else's role was play defense and occasionally hit shots. But as far as a third role player or someone who could step up, we we haven't had that. And no. that's my biggest criticism is like like uh, Caruso was a great player, great fit for like energy wise. But Caruso mm-hmm. was never going to be that guy that was just like, hey, y'all off this game. Bet I got you. No. And that, like, Kuzma was so hit or miss where he was a... But I think he became hit or miss once LeBron got there because, honestly, yeah. it took away, like, flow of the offense and rhythm. It... You guys had a better rhythm whenever you were scrapping to win games with Lonzo and Kuzma. When Lonzo was there, that's what helped. Yeah. that's I've been saying, I've been saying that because we went from... Bro, as I've watched the Lakers the last three years hardcore and my biggest criticism for our offense is we don't run sets we don't run plays we don't do shit it is literally a lebron a uh either lebron or russ brings the ball up the court and before that it was dennis before that it was kuz whoever else Mm -hmm. or rondo whoever else it would be 80s coming up to set a high pick and roll and that's that that's what it is or we're going to come down and we're going to throw the ball to the the paint for Anthony Davis, and we're going to let him go one-on-two, and he's either going to make the shot, get fouled, turn it over, or make pass out to get the ball back. And my biggest criticism mm-hmm. of that is when they won it in the bubble, we did have a lot of ball movement, but that was it in the bubble. After yeah. that and before that, it's been a the same tricks. Yeah. And what teams have you seen that has ever just been able to – throw the ball to two to three people, and that's it. You always have to have contribution. Even before when the Lakers won it with Kobe, you had yeah. Kobe, Powell, Bynum. Fisher yeah. could, could hit threes. Then you also had Artes and Ariza. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know what I'm saying, we had people that would come off the bench, or Steve Blakes, Jordan Farmers, whatever, to do yeah. what you needed them to do. With yeah. this Laker roster now, I'm looking at it, and I'm just like, like for right now, I'm like, all right, uh, if if they were able to bring Malik Monk back, he can score, but he's a terrible defender. Then yeah. you look at other people like uh, THT. THT yeah. needs the ball in his hand to be effective is what yeah. I keep hearing. 
He's not going to have the ball in his hand. And why do you have to have the ball in your hands to be effective? When you're looking exactly. at people who were in the finals this year, we've seen a bunch of people who were able to be effective without the ball in their hand. Yep. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Steph, Clay, like all those guys can be effective without the ball in their hand. Yep. They're like the superstars for the Warriors, the superstars for Boston did not have the ball in their hand all the time. Marcus Smart would bring it up. Uh, Kevin White would bring it up. Draymond would bring it up. It's yep. like, bro, that's what you have to do. But the Lakers mentality is, nah, bro, Bron got Bron. this. Bron. Bron. And it's just like, bro, fuck out of here. Bron. Yeah, that's yeah. all it is, man. I, yeah. Who knows? It's, it's going to be a blow up. He's got, I say LeBron's got two years left. I say two, two uh, pending, if he gets hurt again, two, if not three to four. Uh, but I don't think he finishes with the Lakers. No. I think he probably goes back and finishes with uh, the Cavs or something like that. But yeah. uh, Man, send him to the Spurs. Fuck it. Man, nah, fuck that. Don't do that to my guy, Pop. But. Yeah, true. That might help him out from a coaching standpoint. Like, you need you. he's never had a coach that's like, I don't give a fuck who you are. Yeah, he does. He really does. I, I think Ham and Rashid uh, can do that. That's what I'm hoping yeah. for, like. Those two are two tough dudes, and I'm hoping that because I know Sheed especially, Sheed's, oh, yeah. Yeah, Sheed's has been documented that he yep. don't take no shit. Like so, yeah. I'm I'm cool with that. But uh, last topic, obviously, everybody in the podcast, social media, whatever, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, whatever the fuck you want to do, everybody's been doing. Would you rather? So I thought, why not bring a like bring would you rather's to our pod, bro? So yeah. first, would you rather? Okay. Would you rather to live, fight a bloodlusted hippo, elephant, oh. bear, or a tiger? Ooh. You said hippo, bear, elephant, or tiger? Yeah. You got to pick one. And they're all bloodlusted, meaning their sole objective is to put you on a t-shirt. Um, it, it, it's all about which one do you think you can outrun? <laughs> which uh, you ain't. You, you, the closest shit. thing, closest thing you could probably outrun is an elephant. Shit. Hippos are fat. Hippos are fast. Hippos are fast, but they're fast for bursts. And an elephant, yeah. like they can run for longer distances. And the thing about an elephant is, is that trunk extension. If they yeah. catch you, that's it. Cause they just gonna stomp on you, and that's that's crushing everything you got. You seen what you seen what the elephant did to that old woman? Yeah, <laughs> those memes have been top tier ever since that happened. There's a video out of it. I saw a video. That's crazy. The elephant just like like busted through like this like half open house. Let's yeah. let's switch let's switch this because I I forget. So no tiger, a okay. gorilla. Switch the tiger in the in a gorilla. Man, bears can't. Bears can only run in a straight line, from what I hear. So I might be able to juke a bear. I'm gonna go with the bear. Man, I'm, I'm gonna go say this. I'm gonna say a gorilla, and motherfuckers is gonna look at me crazy, bro. You know how strong the motherfuckers are. They are <laughs> very strong, but they are very smart, and they know what's a threat and what's not. Oh, they're bloodlusted too. So he's trying to put me on a, a t-shirt. Man, fuck yeah. it. I'm just, I'm just gonna be different, nigga. We gonna square up. And if I'm going out, you gonna have to. You, if I get to heaven. And God is like, what took you out? And I'm like, yo, a gorilla. Harambe's cousin. 
cocked back and hit me with a hook, he's gonna be like, "Oh, my son, come in." But I, and it, I, I think I think it would be easier too because it's just gonna put it's gonna pack you out faster. Pause. Uh, that's that's the good thing about like a like a an elephant, a hippo, and a gorilla. They're gonna pack you out quick. Like you, like yeah. an elephant's just gonna step on you, and all your shit's just gonna burst out of your your ass. Uh, yeah. A gorilla's just gonna beat you, and you're gonna die pretty quickly. A hippo is just gonna bite you, and you're pretty much gonna be split in half. Yeah. A bear is going to bite and claw and scratch and eat you while you're still alive. Yeah, and I ain't trying to like be <laughs> screaming. You're trying to end up no... like Leo off the yeah. it. Like no, <laughs> but I mean, people have been able to outrun bears. I just saw a video the other day where this guy was biking a trail in the woods, and he looked over and he heard the and there was a bear chasing him. Keep in mind, he, he said, said on a bike. He said, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and the GoPro keeps looking back, and the bear still. Still coming after him, but bears can only it. run in straight lines. Man, they say that shit. I'm not testing that shit. I don't give a fuck. Cause a bear. I mean, think of it this way: if you see a bear, chances are you in the woods, and you run in zigzags, and you catch a branch or something knocked over and fall. That's your ass. Cause he gonna yeah. start eating your ass. Pa ha ha yeah, I I mean honestly, this is a no win situation because yeah, it you don't get matter. it's it's a rap regardless. But I'm telling you, I'm gonna tell Jesus and God, hey, I got hit with the meanest hook ever, and I'm telling y'all that whole debate on who would win between Tyson and a gorilla, that gorilla is crushing him. Yes, not even close. Yeah, you think a a gorilla is gonna stand there and square? No, it's just gonna run at you. You can't like. They, uh, uh, yeah, that gorilla is not gonna uh, slip a jab. Okay, it's coming straight for you. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's gonna eat that shit. And yeah, keep coming. Exactly. Yeah, he's gonna eat the jab, and he's just gonna rip your limbs apart. Straight yeah. up. And that shit don't sound fun. But no. my guy, we are back. Leave the people with something, even if it's just some some quick words of wisdom that you have. Um. Make sure that you put on sunscreen. It's hot out here. My God. I'm going to leave people with this because I feel like people have forgotten this. Surround yourself with people you want around you because when you get around people that don't have or don't want anything but to cause trouble, that's what you're going to end up being. I've seen it. I've seen it come to fruition with one of my little cousins getting into it with somebody uh, that ain't got no get right. They damn self. And yeah. he stressed himself out for no fucking reason other yeah. than this other person had nothing to do but take shots at him that he had nothing. He, he wasn't in the wrong. He was completely right about what he said. But that person came for him saying stuff like you just like your daddy and you ain't shit and all this other stuff. So surround yourself around people. Surround yourself with people you know have your best interest regardless if it's tough love or not. And then also that can drive you to be a better person. Exactly. That's well it. said. Happy Father's Day. Happy June 19th. Stay cool out there. And Man, I better I better get like some holiday pay for tomorrow, goddammit. It's Juneteenth today. Man. Maybe half a day because I'm half black or something. 
I'll man, get like they, extra what the, four hours. Bro, what they're going to do is, is they're going to say some shit like, oh, we well, didn't we, even know. Yeah, we forgot. Oh, I didn't know that y'all were free. That's exactly what's going to happen. What? In that, in that hot-ass warehouse, there ain't nothing free. Boy, howdy, except sweat. Yep. <laughs> well, all right. Well, we will be back next week. Same time, same place. Y'all be on the lookout for episode 13. Again, this is episode 12. I guess, who's a great number 12? Tom fucking Brady. Oh, you crazy? oh my God. I might have, no, nah, I'm not going to edit that. I'm going to take that L. I'm going to take yeah. that L, but this is Tom Brady episode. Uh, but yeah, we will be back. We'll be back with the Kurt Warner episode. Let's go. <laughs> Hell yeah. We out. All right, peace. Peace.